You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down, track by track. And we are going to get through this because on the turntable this week, we've got Got to Get Through This by Daniel Beddingfield. If only I could uh, we've got to get through this We today. really have, actually. We really have to. But first of all, uh, something that's probably going to make it a little bit tougher today, uh, and just with following guidance from the National Podcasters Association... Mm. Uh, we're still recording in the heat wave, still very warm, still got all of our orifices open yes. to try and get a breeze going, Front so you back. might hear a little bit of uh, residual noise. Yes, and you might be thinking, well, hang on a minute, they said this two, three weeks ago, we are doing a big batch of episodes in the heat wave, which was probably not the smartest idea. No, but uh, you've got to get through them, so... Uh... Uh, and then it's great fun as well, obviously. And we're together. We're recording in person. We're recording in person. It's always lovely. So Daniel Beddingfield uh, is here on Track by Track today. Not here with us in the studio. He was meant to be, but because of the heat, he backed out. And it's Daniel's first time on the podcast. It is Daniel's first time. I mean, he's not got many chances to be on Track by Track, to be honest. Well, only two albums, yeah. weren't there? Which surprised me because I always thought he was bigger. I think we all thought he was going to be bigger. I think he thought he was going to be bigger. Mm. I mean, as and we I think will... his sister thought she was going to be bigger. Yes, than what, him. What What is it about the Beddingfields? Uh, they're a talented family, aren't they? Very talented, yeah. And we haven't done Natasha yet either, but I'm sure we will. Oh, absolutely. Well, the uh, future is unwritten. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Well done. So Daniel Beddingfield. Uh, oh, he's very young on this album cover, not to preempt talking about the album artwork, but he's very young. Very young lad. What does he look like now, Dan? Well, no one knows, do they? I mean, well, I say no one knows. Actually, he did appear in The War of the Worlds live um, in 2016, and he was a judge on The X Factor New Zealand in 2013, so nine years ago. So we've got a bit of an idea, but we've not seen him for a little while, have we? I think he's more sort of behind the scenes these days, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing songwriting for other artists. He's strangely done quite a few X Factor winners or X Factor contestants uh, singles. Oh, I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> he's done quite a few uh, X Factor winners. Uh, Wagner and uh, Bupsy. Wagner. Wagner, sorry. <laughs> uh, he was only 21 years old when he first came onto the scene uh, with this album, which we're going to be talking about today which is got to get through this the album it's the not al- called it's not called that the movie oh so got to get through this was uh daniel's dan dan, dan beddingfield no i think he's probably like first daniel yeah got to get through this debut album um released in august 2002 it was a huge hit We'll, come, we'll talk about that in more detail. So, you know, everything was looking good for him, wasn't it? I mean, it really was. And we'll get into much more detail, but lots of big hits, lots and lots of big hit singles on this album. Well, yes, actually, he uh, joins quite an illustrious collection of artists in the Track by Track Singles Club for releasing in excess of five singles off an album. Yes. And we can confirm that, oh, te- there's a few technicalities here. I was going to say 50% of the tracks were singles, but due to a re-release and whatnot, it gets a bit complicated. But a high percentage of singles, let's say. Mm. And you mentioned it came out in August 2002. That's <laughs> not how we say that, is it? <laughs> well, nice recovery. 2002. 20- no, 2002. Uh, so we're talking about it this week. It came out in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> it's 20 years old this week. Daniel Benningfield is a singer, songwriter, more songwriter latterly, uh, born in 1979 uh, uh, with New Zealand and British uh, roots. Obviously, older brother to Natasha and also uh, there's another sibling there as well. And as you said, last most notable thing, last most notable thing, does that make grammatical sense? Yeah, it does actually, yeah. Never the, doubt the, yourself. The most lastly notable thing <laughs> <laughs> was uh, X Factor New Zealand judging. And do you know who else was on the panel with him? Yes, uh, Mel Blatt. Yeah. 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 I do my research. Yeah. I know you keep g- getting on at me. Uh, and 
sadly was involved in a very serious car accident in 2004 and nearly died. Yes, that was quite serious, wasn't it? I do remember that happening. Big, and big news. Probably yeah. News at 10 news, maybe. News at 10, well, yeah. news round. Hmm. Yeah. Or um, what was the news they used to do on MTV? Oh, what was that? Yeah. MTV News. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and that could be one of the contributing factors to his career uh, taking different turns. Mm. And were you a fan, Will, when this album came out, when these singles were released? I was. I liked this, a few of the singles. I was never. I hadn't listened to this album before we get got ready for this episode. Oh really? Oh, tables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've been saying that a few times recently. Yeah. I have to say, I had this album and I had the next album as well. I was a big fan of his music. I was surprised when it, you know, it came to a quite a sudden end. No, he didn't die. No, he didn't die. But Don't, his... you shouldn't use the word phrase like sudden end. It's quite um, deceiving. You hear what you want to hear. <laughs> Sorry, we're really not coping well with the heat today, are we? <laughs> At each other's throats. That's just no, the bits we've kept in. That's normal. Oh yes. <laughs> Sorry. So, and this album is really a really interesting mixed bag. And uh, Dan, is there a bit of filler on this album? I think there are certainly some songs that you would class as filler already. When we've been, you know, having a listen, having a sing song, setting up to record, there's some songs that I really love that I know you were, you know, a couple of choices for uh, I'll Mark Work Time. But there's a few slower moments that I like that maybe not your cup of tea. Mm. Well, let's find out together as we get into this album proper. So shall we put it on? Let's dive in. So side one, track one. Blown it again. I've done it, I've blown it again. Gone to last my one true friend. If I can't stop it, it's gonna end. I've done it, I've blown it again. I've done it, I've blown it again. Gone to last my one true friend. If I can't stop it, it's gonna end. So that was track one, and I think a great introduction. I like, actually, in this instance, I like the fact that we're not launching straight into a big single. So I think this is a great introductory track. Also, I could imagine when he was touring this album, this would make a great opening track as well, because it kind of eases you in, but at the same time, you quickly kind of get a feel for the beat. You enjoy the piano. You know, his his vocal delivery, because it's funny, it's kind of, it verges from kind of singing to rapping to speaking. Uh, and you forget how good a voice and how flexible and versatile he is. Yeah, phenomenal singer and songwriter, of course. And it's worth saying right at the start, that Daniel wrote all of these tracks and he co-produced them all as well. So a real musical talent. But yeah, completely agree. This is a great album opener because I think he is that sort of artist where because he's so involved with it all, he would want the running order to be absolutely perfect. So he didn't want it to start straight off with the really garage sound of got to get through this or he didn't want it to be the really slow if you're not the one. He wanted it to be something not quite in between, but something different. And it's very, like, blown it again. He's obviously reflecting on the fact that he's uh, uh, messed up. Yep. And a lot of these tracks are very soul-searching and very emotive. You know, obviously, you've got If You're Not The One, got to get through this. Uh, but then you, then there are other songs like He Don't Love You Like I Love You, Honest Questions, Inflate My Ego... It's very introspective, I think. Yeah. And interestingly, a few weeks ago, I think it was, we were talking about Pesha Boys and their songwriting style and how even if you think it's just a love song, they will say it's actually inspired by this text or this literature or this historical moment. Yeah. Whereas all of these are love songs, basically. Mm. But dealing with different aspects of love. Yeah. Oh, aspects of love. Oh, is that a song? Sounds like oh, a Andrew Lloyd Webber, musical. Oh, is it? I've never seen yeah. that one. Oh, it's normally me, the musical man. Yeah. Tables turned again. Mm-hmm. On production on this one with Daniel, you've got Ali Staten. Now, Ali has worked with the likes of Madonna, Rufus Wainwright and Seal. 
And you've also got Al Stone, who has worked with uh, Jamiroquai, QT, and also one of the producers of Danny's Don't Wanna Lose His Feeling. Of course, we were talking about Danny just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's a great song. Love that one. Great song. Okay, so track two now. First of many singles. Uh, welcome to the Singles Club, Daniel Beddingfield. Track by track, Singles Club. Oh, we could do a dating night, couldn't we, somewhere? I'd like that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so here we go. James Dean. I want to know. James Dean there. Well, James Dean, brackets, I want to know. I don't know if they needed the brackets. I quite like a, a mysterious title, you know, alone. But hey, that's just me. James Dean, if you didn't know, was an iconic American actor who died aged 24 way back in 1955. Just a bit of a history lesson there for anyone who wasn't quite aware. Left us too soon. Mm. Got his angel wings too soon. Absolutely. This song, however, great. I love it. I love how this was, of course, the difficult second single and the follow-up to Gotta Get Through This, the huge, huge, huge number one. And still in that kind of garage style, but also I think the effects in this one and the electronics, much more experimental, much more moving towards synth pop, I would say, Mm. than just pure garage music. I love the grinding electro in this uh and i'd have been happy if he'd kind of just taken it even further yeah but yeah I, it's hard isn't it to follow how do you follow up with a huge not just a big hit but a huge like month engulfing in the charts song i think by doing something different like this which is still very emotive but with something a bit more urban in terms of the sounds but also once you get into it, the I want an I want to know. It's almost like a, you can imagine like a stadium rock band yeah, doing actually. something like that, punching the air. I want to know. Like a Kiss or a Bon Jovi, perhaps. Mm. Yeah. I'd never heard it that way before, Will. You've, you've really changed my opinion on this one. Thank you very much. Not that I didn't like it, but just how, how it sounds or how it could sound. So this got to number four in the UK singles chart. So actually, big hit. Big hit. Really big hit. But because of the size of got to get through this you know difficult tricky difficult second single mm. also i'd love to know dan who was ahead of him in the chart so there were two new entries ahead of him number three was romeo dunn by romeo and number one in at number one was sugar babes with round round ah so a worthy number one of course um, but elsewhere, a great week in the charts. You had another new entry, H and Claire with Half a Heart, Hearsay with Loving Is Easy, and then non-new entries, Darius with Colorblind at number two. He dropped down a place. And Madhouse with Like a Prayer. Oh, do you remember that Madhouse, that cover of Like a Prayer? Yeah, Like a Prayer in the style of Ray of Light. Was it that one? No. Oh. It was kind of like a bit just Euro, Euro pop. Uh, okay. Uh, so the chart's interesting because obviously Sugar Babes were huge, but the talent shows were starting and, and well, not just starting, they were out there. So with like Darius and Hearsay in the charts, obviously Hearsay's final re- release in the charts. Mm. It also had Gareth Gates at number nine with Any One of Us, Stupid Mistake. Now, this track, James Dean, also name checks some other icons. Do you know who any of them are? Uh, Barbara Knox. Yes. No, sorry. <laughs> reading a different note there. Uh, Freddie Mercury, Brad Pitt, Sly Stone, and Daddy Warbucks. Sly Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. No, Sly Stone, uh, Sylvester, as in Sylvester Stewart. Sly and the Family Stone. Sounds like I'm just saying Sylvester Stallone or Sly Stallone really fast. Sly Stallone. <laughs> but a different person. Are you drunk? Mistaken, 
Yes. No, it's eight in the morning. Well, I'm having a caller. <laughs> and this one produced by Al Stone again. Number four is really good, though, for a follow-up single to that, to that other one, which we will be talking about very soon. Well, should we talk fact, about it? It's next. Now? So, yeah, track three. Got to get through this. Gotta get through this there. This was the first thing we heard from Daniel Beddingfield. And this song, as we've already said, was huge. Massive. It was everywhere. Of course, garage music at the time was massive. You had things like Awful Dodger, who of course we spoke about last year. And this just very much in keeping with that garage sound, but also an incredible singer on it as well. I think what really made this stand out and made it so successful was how raw it was uh and that raw kind of vocals production really suited the content of the song as well and of course you know it was all you know it was all very much a homegrown thing he created it himself at home was signed by a record label and then it was released it wasn't you know it wasn't by any means a a completely polished professional production and i think we just love the kind of underdog story and the kind of rags to riches story. Someone really working hard for success. Mm. And it was so wonderful to see that happen and this go to number one when it's someone very passionate about what they're doing and also very emotional person and they found an outlet for it. And I think this was all to do with a girl he was seeing at the time um, who'd gone away uh, and was really struggling and I can just, you know, you just that just really comes across. It really strikes a chord. And the best music, the most successful music, does that. Well said, Will. Wow. Round of applause. I think so, actually, yeah. Well, maybe not. And what else can I add to that? But I do love the fact that, as you said, completely made on his own, on his PC at home. Apparently it cost £1,500 to completely make create the song you couldn't even buy a computer a decent computer for that these days no and went on to become as we've said a huge hit would you like some chart chat always so let me just uh, preempt it by saying i forgot to say james dean uh, released in august of 2002 this one released in december of 2001 and a really interesting chart history so it entered the charts at number one where it said for a couple of weeks then it was knocked off by Robbie Williams and Nicole Kidman with Something Stupid. Uh, Christmas number one, of course. But then three weeks later, after Christmas was out of the way, that Robbie and uh, Nicole started moving down the charts. It went back to number one for a week. Oh, I like you. I mean, I don't follow the charts anymore because they're just Ed Sheeran and Harry Styles, isn't it? Yeah. But I used to love... It didn't used to happen very often. No. But when a song would go in at number one drop out and then go back in. And also it's a true measure of a genuinely popular song yeah. is the longevity. Some used, some songs used to shift the shed load in the first week and then just slowly drop down the chart. But songs that pick up, that start off strong and then just pick up more fans, more popularity over the weeks as more people hear that song. This is exactly the sort of song that that should have, well, did happen to, I think because of the uniqueness of it, because of the the... the the content also just some very catchy hooks in there as well very catchy hooks and also i think part of that is because he was a brand new artist and this was a the lead single so you know that first batch of people buying it might have read up about him in smash hits or seen him on pop worlds that was on at the time but then people just hearing it through the radio play through other people playing it i think that probably would have helped as well let me tell you a little bit about the charts that week because it's an iconic week in the trap by track books i would say uh other new entries what are you doing going through the trap by track books well you said you were getting paid so i just thought it was no that's what we've got a legal team for well, i'd had a few drinks and i stumbled into the offices one night 
the producers are looking at me telling as if to daggers to say shut up so i will now. oh thank you <laughs> let's talk about the charts number nine new entry for basement jacks with where's your head at number seven a new entry for jerry hallowell with calling number six a new entry for kate winslet with what if number four a new entry for hearsay with everybody number three a new entry for ppk with resurrection and then daniel Bedenfield at number one he knocked off s club seven with have you ever but also in that top 10 You've got Reva featuring Danny Minogue with Who Do You Love Now, Stringer, at number five. We just can't shake off Danny at the moment, can we? No, and I wouldn't want to, actually. No. Second mention of her this episode so far. I'm only on track three. Well, and just that fabulous episode uh, that we did for Girl a few weeks ago. Mm, that was wonderful. On production for this one, D&D, which apparently stands for Dumb and Dumber. Oh, really? Mm. Who's that, then? Uh, not sure, to be honest, Will. Very little about them elsewhere. But actually, this was all him, wasn't it? He recorded and produced it himself at home. Um, and then I think it was um, D&D Productions co-produced it, kind of getting it. Spit getting and polish. It, yeah, yeah, getting it radio ready. This was all over the radio as well. Like, I remember, I don't know why, but I used to listen to Kiss a lot oh, of the yeah. time. Well, because you liked it and that's and okay. And that sort of that's age. Fine. It was meant for me back yeah. then. I wouldn't listen to it now, though. No, no, no. Radio 2. Kiss When the Sun Don't Shine by Venger Boys, maybe. <laughs> Ken Bruce. Oh, yeah. Popmaster. Ken Bruce on the BBC. Uh, it'll be a sad day when he retires. Yeah. Who's just gone? Steve, Steve Wright. Wright. Yeah. And I think Scott Mills is a great DJ. Mm. Very good at what he does. He had a great relationship with that other guy. Chris. Chris. He's gone to he's gone to something else, hasn't he? What's he gone to? Uh Sports Direct, I think, or something like that. Sports Direct? Yeah. He's working in the stock room. Ah, uh, yeah. Saturday boy. Yeah. Saturday boy in the stock room. <laughs> A new sitcom from the makers of Track by Track. <laughs> and yeah, it would just get, get get a real hammering on Kiss right up their street. This kind of urban sound from a rising talent. But obviously Radio 1 picked up on it and then it was all over everywhere. Yeah. If you think about 2001, if you think about songs from 2001, this is going to be right up there. And in fact, if... I've mentioned before about that amazing Channel 5 thing they used to do every Friday night where they were doing the top mm. 30 tracks of the 90s. For some reason, they stopped it there. They should have carried on, but I'm sure this would have been top five or top three from 2001. Right. Time to move on. An album track. You ready for an album track, Will? Let's let's give it a go. Let's have a go. This is Right Girl. So that was right, girl. It's quite a persistent car alarm going off through that. So at first, I thought oh, it was did, outside here. I was going to say we did say we recording with the windows open. Are you sure it wasn't out there? Uh, it was too uh, too well timed for it to be outside. Uh, and what is that? To be fair, uh, quite a rough area. Uh, here, yeah. Well, we are recording at yours today, so <laughs> who's telling the truth? Never Listeners, know. who do you believe? But I, what I love about this is there's so many different sounds going on in this. You've got obviously got the, the very plucky strings, uh, a really great beat going through it. But then you've also got, and I've, I've never heard these two things together, and it works on here, uh, castanets and scratching. Yeah. I mean, you like, you like scratching your castanets, <laughs> I know, but not in a song. As I say, not recorded. Well, not audio recorded anyway. And it wouldn't have made that noise. No. More of a kind of dry r- crumble. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> You'd end up with like uh, the uh, crumbs at the bottom of a biscuit barrel. Uh, yeah. Like the dregs of a cheesecake. Oh, lovely. <laughs> but not in this case. But it's also a very polished pop song, isn't it? Very polished. This is Al Stone once again producing with Daniel Lovey. And yeah, I think it's a great follow-up to Gotta Get Through This because how do you follow up 
we talked about how do you follow it up in terms of a single, but how do you follow it up on the album? Here you've got something still garage influenced, but as you said, lots of different other influences, lots of different sounds. Also, the bounce of this one is just really prominent. I think it just keeps it keeps it going. And I think it's a strong album track. Yeah, it is really good. And it could actually have been the seventh or however many, the, the, the next single, if he wanted to have kept, uh, kept going. It's probably the last of the non-singles on the album that I say that I reckon could could have been singles. Oh, really? Mm. I don't know if I agree with you or not. We'll have to find out. And that's okay. No. No, not it's really. Not. Oh, no. and that's not okay. No. And who's this right girl? Because he wants to do all sorts of things to her. Yeah, he's going to do it right, girl. He's going to hold her tight, girl. He's going to honor her body. Honor her body. Because we belong to somebody, and that someone is G-O-D, apparently. God? Yeah. Oh. It goes on to say, when we do, we'll have wed each other, forsaken all others, just you and I, one another. Now, this is bringing back memories. He was a bit spiritual, biblical, wasn't he? Wasn't he, wasn't he a Buddhist? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know for sure. I think Christian. I think he was a very strong Christian. I think he was in definitely into things like you know, meditation, and I think his chakra was probably aligned with the right sort of things. Are your chakras aligned, by the way? They're all sorted now. No, I've got to get I've got to get oh, that man back in again. God, um, that's the last time we use that company for double glazing. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Track five, another single. No surprise there. If you're not the one. If you're not the one there, this was a real shocker when it was released, wasn't it? Because we'd had two huge garage-inspired tracks. And then suddenly, one of the... And I don't want to use a negative term, because I think it's great at what it is, but it's schmaltzy? Would that be negative? Very saccharine But I think he was... He is the first to admit that this is what it is, basically, and that's exactly what he set out to do with it. Yeah. Was to create something that would ape the the likes of Westlife in the ballad stakes. Uh because it's what the what the record companies want, but not necessarily what he wanted. No. Which is really weird because he wrote it, it was a huge hit. But it's so strange that despite all that success, for years afterwards when he spoke about it, he kind of was a little bit negative about it. And he didn't even want it on the album, did he? But you can't deny that well, we were singing along, so it can't have been it can't be all bad. And it's not all no, actually it's not all bad. I mean, it is it's a bold, heartfelt, quite schmaltzy ballad, but it's very catchy. It's very memorable. I could remember the chorus and most of the verses without needing to look up the lyrics when I was singing along just now. Mm. I have to say, we were both singing and we sounded really good. Yeah, we did. Separately, mm. together, awful. Yeah. Real clash. Really, uh, we. what's the opposite of complimenting each other? Criticising. No, not in that sense. Sorry. But we were, yeah, almost like bashing heads together. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not in that way. Not penis. But it is, for what it is, it's a fantastic song. And as you said, I don't listen to this. I don't play this song at home. I don't, I don't listen to it. I'm, you know, I'll probably hear it in the pub or something like that. But I knew every word to it. And even that line, if you're not the one or if you're not for me, then why do I dream of you as my wife? That, that is where it gets to its cheesiest, I think. Although he was just thinking about marrying the girl before, so it all makes sense. Mm. I, very personal lyrics, even if they are slightly uh, creepy. But this obviously this clearly struck a chord with the nation because it was the UK number one single. 
Yeah, so this was released almost a year to the day after Gotta Get Through This, the single. And, you know, again, as we said, complete change of direction and genre. But this was another number one, his second number one. So this was December 2002. Other new entries in the top 10 that week. Liam Lynch with the United States of Whatever. Rings a bell, but I can't really remember that rock, one. Rock, 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 rock track. <laughs> <That's> rap. <laughs> uh, Scat. Oh, God, not again. New entry at number five for Darius with Rushes and for Ronan Keating featuring Lulu with We've Got Tonight at number four. Atomic Kitten in with a new entry at number two with The Last Goodbye and Be With You. This at number one. And this knocked off Christina Aguilera's Dirty, which dropped down to number three. And do you remember the music video for this one, Will? Well, which one, Dan? Because there was two. Uh, the UK one, if you uh, don't mind. No, I don't remember. Well, I can kind of remember it. So it wasn't too... Are we in a car? No. Uh, he was... It was quite simplistic, I think. There was there were clouds and just a, quite a dark background. But do you know who produced it? No. Mark Reed from A1. Really? Hmm. Why? <laughs> Something to do. I, I, you don't know. I know A1, you don't know, what was this, 2002? What were A1 doing in 2002? Not in the charts. Well, actually, just a couple of months before this came out is when they broke up. So clearly he was looking for work and found a job quite quickly, actually. Good for him. Mm. Yeah, good for him that he wasn't in Woolworths or somewhere Yeah, at the time. Which would have been big at the time, yeah. Mm. The producer of this one, Will? Mark Taylor. Metro. Metro. Same thing. Not correcting you there. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so track six now. He don't love you like I love you. That's what you said to your mum when she brought her new boyfriend home. Different kind of love. <laughs> <laughs> love you like I love you don't think about you like I think about you he don't want to have your children he don't want to build his life around you Daniel's lyrics are very kind of real very matter of fact very love marriage babies home there's no kind of uh, hiding behind that is there no there isn't uh very I guess very 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 he's very upfront he's very open but also very traditional in that you know marriage having kids Having a home. Yeah. It's all in God's grand plan, isn't it, for you? For me? Not for you. No, but not for, for me. one. For one, not for you. No. There is no plan. Yours is cop off with a lad, buy a flat and get a dog. Yeah, and I've done it all. Tick, tick, tick. Oh, lovely. Retire. Yeah. Delete but your account. <laughs> no. Keep it there in the background, just in case. Uh, I would love to know what he thought of this one as well, because it is... Still quite schmaltzy. It is, lyrically. Lyrically. But I feel like musically, it's not musically, quite there. Not quite as Westlife. No, but it is still quite middle of the road, isn't it? Very middle of the road. Very strummy, this one. I love Daniel when he is more... Well, it's more R&B, drum and bass. Yeah. And he's got the beats. And there's not... Yeah, there's no beats on this one. There's potentially fewer beats even than if you're not the one. Maybe. And it's interesting when you look at the team on this because it's Ali Staten and Al Stone again. So the same people as Blown It Again uh, and Stone who worked on James Dean and Right Girl. But then you've also got Stephen Emmanuel. So you might think, oh, maybe he's bringing the kind of slower, more ballad, more acoustic sound. But he is known for being a garage music producer and worked with the likes of Another Level, S Club 7 and Precious. Another level. Will there ever be an another level episode, Will? Another one? Uh, uh, and another level Oh, okay. Episode. I thought I must have been on holiday that week. 
Let me lick you up and down. Is it lick you up and down or look you up and down? Lick, I think. Disgusting. They are back together. There's not a big deal about it, is there? The three of them are back together and they've done a few, I think, like, history roadshow. Is that a thing? Or have I just travelled back 20 years? Uh, yeah, probably in Faces Nightclub in Guildford or something. Faces Nightclub? Faces oh, Nightclub. It's probably what they call it. I don't know if there is a nightclub called Faces. In well, Guildford. I think some of the London parks have that kind of festival going on. They have like Booty Love there and Big Brothers because two for one, of course, when they when they book them. Why? The Booty Love girls are in Big Brothers as well, aren't they? What? Don't tell me, don't tell me this is brand new information. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, wow. It's lovely. How did, <laughs> how did you miss that? How can you be educating me? <laughs> on pop music. On pop music. Yeah. You're all right, Booty Love. So, uh, yeah, when quite often you'll see them both on the lineup for these like 90s pop festivals. Don't believe me, do you? Well, no, I'm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I honestly, listeners, I don't think Dan is lying to me all the time because sometimes you do. Do I? White lies. So, Will, let's move on to track number seven. I'm going to warn you, it's a little bit strummy at the start, but bear with it. This is I Can't Read You. I wish I knew what's going through your mind. Can't touch you, your heart's protecting. Uh, so that's I Can't Read You. Uh, Daniel uh, has been taking some tips from his good friend, Brian Adams. Yes. And that's absolutely not a criticism. No. Because I do enjoy quite a few Brian Adams tracks. When You're Gone. Yep. And the one he did with Chicane. Don't Give Up. And Everything I Do, <laughs> Do For You. Uh, do you like that one? Yeah. Oh, surprised me. Look Into My Eyes. He played it at my... Uh... Second Cousin's Wedding, back in the 90s. Yeah, that's definitely a, a song, isn't it? Yeah. It's definitely a song. Definitely is a song. This is a song. This is a really good song. And really, another new genre for Daniel. This is rock. Soft rock. Soft rock. A softie. Oh, did you get that sorted out in the end? It's ongoing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just can't quite get to the bottom. Well, in the or bottom. <laughs> and I really like this one. And I remember when this came out, of course, he did... If You're Not The One, and that was a bit of a surprise as a single. This was the follow-up, single number four. And I remember just absolutely loving the energy in this song and, and that false start as well, where it starts so strummy, like I said, before it started. And then it just explodes with that chorus. And you've got the drums in there, you've got the guitar in there. His vocal, as we already know, is fantastic. But his, his vocals sound so different to the vocal on Gotta Get Through This. Yeah, which is why it does sound like a completely different genre of music because not just the the production, it's also he's very flexible as well. Uh, and also, I was surprised, to, not surprised, but I was encouraged to see as the fourth single, this was still a solid hit as well. Yes, so this was released in April of 2003 and entered the charts and peaked at number six. Only one other new entry in the top 10 that week from Kim Marsh with Cry, which entered and peaked at number two, while Room 5 and Oliver Cheatham yes. were number one with Make Love. Make love, listen to the music. Yeah, Rick everybody does. Lynx. The Lynx effect. Yeah, that Lynx advert. Is it still Africa that you wear or is it? have you changed it? Uh, it's... Uh, Java. Oh, no. Java. Yeah. He was in Africa for years. Yeah, but Java, they relaunched Java as like the clan. And I tell you what, I I did have a sniff for old time's sake in Superdrug. Of poppers? <laughs> yeah, oh, they, no. The, the yeah, drinks. you can get them on the counter there now. <laughs> oh, can you? On the fragrance counter. Uh, and just the memories it brought back of locker rooms. What were you doing in locker rooms? But you know what I mean? Yes, of course I do, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm funny. not in a creepy way. No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Let me just tell you about a couple of other singles in the top 10 that week, though, Will. You had Avril Lavigne with I'm With You. You had Delta Goodrum with Born To Try. You had Jennifer Lopez with All I Have. Mystique with Scandalous. Gareth Gates with Spirit In The Sky. Junior Senior. And the Kumars. And the Kumars. I'm not forgetting the Kumars. Uh, Junior Senior, Move Your Feet, and 50 Cent In The Club. I said let me tell you about some. That was actually all of the rest of the top 10, but a, a strong chart there. And... The next highest new entry, number 14, Erasure, with their cover of Make Me Smile, Come Up and See Me. Oh, I don't think I've heard that. Oh, any we'll good? Pop, yeah, we'll pop it on later. Oh, I have a little boogie. Yeah. Mm, lovely. Look forward to that. Do you remember the video for this one, Will? Nope. I do believe... <laughs> I do believe I need to stop saying I do believe. <laughs> I've got a memory of him, I think maybe being in a recording studio and it blows up or something like that. I should have watched it first, and I could watch it now, but no, I'm going to... Test my memory. Put that out into the world. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Uh, Not you, you. Oh, okay. Someone else. Uh, I really, I, I know it's quite basic, but I really like the single cover for this. This was the start of the new uh, typography and design, yeah. wasn't it? Before that, it was the, um, the style of the first version of the album. Looks like a fashionable fragrance advert mm. or menswear. Burton's. Fashionable. Oh, sorry, CNA. <laughs> That's better. And on production on this one, Stephen Emmanuel again. So again, the garage producer doing something rocky this time. Mm. Diversity is the spice of life. Let's see what track eight brings us. Uh, this is Friday. <laughs> Will Lovey. Yes. I don't suppose you've got any idea what day she's coming back, do you? <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, good. Thank you. It wasn't made very clear in the song. That was, of course, Friday. I love this one. It's such a banger. And he's gone back to that kind of garage sound in this. But there's a hint of rock in there as well. There is. I would say it's kind of like Robbie Williams style rock. Mm. And I always thought, well, not always. At times I thought, Dan Beddingfield, Daniel, uh, was like a young Robbie Williams because he had a bit of attitude to him as well. He was very much his own person and, you know, definitely very passionate about what he did. This is my favourite. On the whole album? Yeah. Ever from his back catalogue? Or can you name anything from the next no. album? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I just love the the beat, the electronics in this and the attitude in it as well it is i think it's wonderful and it, i'm just so shocked it only got to number 28 it was the sixth sixth single to be released we're not very good with our s's here are we no uh uh it was yeah to, so it was the sixth single to be released and it was got to number 28 i think it deserved a lot better me too but it's very strange because as you said sixth single and final single but the album was re-released with an extra track on there, Never Gonna Leave Your Side. And that was released as the fifth single. So it's strange that they put out the new song and then they went back to a song as a single that was already yeah. on the previous version of the album. So it makes sense that it didn't do very well, but it's unfair to the song, I would say, because it deserved better. As you said, this got to number 28 in October of 2003. Lots of new entries. I'm not going to go through them all. Well, do say something, though. <laughs> but just to highlight a couple, you've got Mark Ronson with Ooh Wee at number 15. I think his debut single, maybe. Stacey Orico with There's Got To Be More To Life at number 12. Loved Stacey Orico's first couple of singles. Liberty X in at six with Jump In. Blue in at number two with Guilty. And number one, a new entry for Fatman Scoop and the Crooklyn Clan with Be Faithful. I do not remember that one. Who's fucking a nun? Who's fucking a nun? <laughs> You are. <laughs> no, you are. Uh, I don't actually know. That can't be the lyrics because that's the version it always plays. But it, always, it sounds to me like who's fucking a nun. Will, question for you. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I know he's a bishop. Oh, you bash him. Uh, yes, un under duress. 
under his dress. It's a Cossack, isn't it? No, oh, no, it's not Cossack. It's a Cossack? Cassock. Cassock? Cassock. No. Oh, Cossack is a dance, isn't yeah. it? He was doing a Cossack in his cassock. Maybe. And this one, Will, was produced with Al Stone again. He's a hit maker. Uh, I have to say, after my waxing lyrical about the, the single artwork for the last track, I have to say, I'm going to completely go back on myself and say the single artwork for this is awful. It really is. It looks like the, I, I don't know, the aspect ratio is all out. The font is, I don't know, like your mother could have done something better on Microsoft Paint. <laughs> That's a good challenge for actually. Listeners, would you like to see what my mum can come up with on Microsoft Paint? Why would they? <laughs> Why would they? Uh, and also, the photo of him is very unflattering. It's just not a good... It was a poor choice Maybe of that's why placement. it didn't do so well, because that cover did not make people want to pick it up in our price. Mm. These are the big questions. Mm. Track number nine now. Honest Burgers. Honest questions. Like the grass upon the fertile plains of Asia by the streams of living water, you will grow. Oh, I will pour the water down upon the thirsty barren land and streams of flow from the dust of your bruised and broken soul. What a great time to talk about the fantastic album artwork. But you didn't even mention the song title. Sorry. Went straight I just into I just don't, That's How You Feel. I don't like this one at all. Uh, so, Daniel Benningfield, got to get through this. It's a kind of like a printed, if you were using a potato that you'd cut letters into and put poster paints on, stamped very nicely, very neatly stamped. With poster paints. Oh no, I'm, I've have I done that justice. Well, printed typeface. Yeah, I was thinking more. It was one of those plastic stencils you get, and someone spray stencil painted it. daubings. Yeah, oh daubings. Mm. I never heard that word in my life. Haven't you? No, it's like a dog's daubings. <laughs> dog's lipstick. Leavingses. <laughs> Doingses. Etchings. Uh, and you've got. I have to say, he's looking very nice in this photo, Dan. Very young, like you said before. Very young, very clean-faced as well. Uh, Shaven, I mean, not that he's... I mean, he has had a wash as well. I presume he's had a wash. Put a baby wipe around it. Uh, And yeah, he's looking at the camera. Really, the eyes really catch you, actually. They follow you around the room. Yeah. Well, I'm carrying the CD around the room, so that's (laughs) probably why. Uh, Yeah, so the font is in orange, and his face is not as orange. Can we also talk about the re-release cover? Because that's the version I had. Ah, oh, yes. Well, you see, they've had a bit of money here, haven't they? Uh, there's two alternative colours covers, actually, Dan. There's another cover, same font style, but in white. And he sat on the steps of a doorway of... Looks like a, a sort of New York-style apartment building. I was thinking New York as well. Mm. But it was the American cover, so... Mm. But the best one, probably the one that you've been looking at, is the black and white one. Yeah. Uh, And again, looks like it could be a perfume commercial advert. Very simple, isn't it? Yeah, very sultry. And again, his eyes, he's looking at you. And I just think that little bit of stubble has just given him another couple of points. It's not all about looks, but it looks great. What do you think of this song? This song... I have to say, probably don't dislike it as much as you because it's obviously it's so ballady and it's almost quite. I feel like it sounds like it's from a, it could be from a musical or something like that. So I don't thoroughly dislike it. I think it's a it's a good song. It's um, a nice, quite poetic lyric, but I don't know how it fits in the album. Exactly. I just think it kind of hangs a bit loose in the middle here or kind of three quarters of the way through and it's a shame because mark taylor yeah had a hand on this and he's a hit maker so he's a hit maker this wouldn't have been a hit no i don't think and i said it was poetic the chorus of this says i will pour my water down upon a thirsty barren land and streams will flow from the dust of your bruised and broken soul you will grow like the grass upon the fertile plains of asia by the streams of living water, you will grow. 
Someone passed away. Uh, you've lost me. Yeah. Will he get us back in the ninth track? Should we see? Let's have a look. Girlfriend. girlfriend there and i have to say i was a little bit concerned yeah. when this one started not only because of how slow and quite sparse it was but also because the lyrics again were very to the point about the relationship but when it gets going i absolutely love this one it's such an interesting melody there's fantastic really strong harmonies the beat is really strong throughout it as well and actually as it gets going, it gets better and better. It's one of those songs that really rewards mm. you. Actually, one of my favourites in the album. Yeah, it's an earworm, actually, uh, because it just builds and builds. And there's a bit of harmonising, and you think, oh, that's nice. And then it goes up a level, and you think, oh, that's better. And it goes up again, and you're just like, ah. Yeah. Open-mouthed. Open-mouthed. Uh, so yeah, a nice, a pleasant surprise, particularly as yeah, it is a little bit foreboding at the start when it's very strummy and you think, oh god, we're petering out, but we're not yet. Well, it petered back in again, didn't it? And this is Staten and Stone on the producer again, and of course, Will, you heard a hint of a different girlfriend there. We've had lots of girlfriends lately, haven't we? Not oh, you and I. Oh, we are girl crazy here on Trap by Track. In between the in between the songs, we're constantly talking about all the dates and messages that we get. The girls, mm. yeah. <sighs> that Nando's around the corner. Uh, they see a different girl on your arm every night. Yeah, but I like to take girls to classy places. That's mm. why I go there. It's either Nando's or Pizza Express. Pizza Express? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Pizza Hut. No, because I've got a taste card, so um, I get two for one during the week. Never go date this on the weekend. Oh, God, no. No. I'm busy. So? So, next one. Track 11, Without the Girl. Give her time. So that's Without the Girl, and what a great time to reflect on whether I selected the right album artwork track, and I have to say I did, because there are a few things about this that elevate it beyond Honest Burgers, uh, and the his voice, mm. and I don't know how he gets it up there, but oh my God. Uh, and also, there's a, I think there's a triangle in there somewhere. Yes. Which is most welcome. Always love a triangle. You played triangle in school band, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Except I used to come in at the wrong points. <laughs> Not a very good aim. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I have to say this is not one of my favourite tracks on the album. This is a 12-track album with the... Uh, acoustic take on a song for track 13 which we're not going to go into much detail on i have to say spoiler alert and i do think could this have been a 10 track album i think it was quite rare at the time to do a, t a 10 track album but this maybe could have benefited from that decision and again it's just talking about without the girl we've just had girlfriend before that we had right girl earlier we get it you're straight what's a, <laughs> a bit desperate yeah nothing like a nothing worse than a desperate straight man no god oh no. well you'd be surprised what they do uh and apologies to any desperate straight men listening. No offence. Oh, and if you are a desperate straight man, we'd love to hear from you. At Trap by Track For UK. a new feature, a new upcoming feature. Okay. Track 12. Track 12. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> 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 
inflate my ego. So inflate my ego there and thank goodness it hasn't petered out. This is an absolute banger and also quite different once again. Yeah, it's a bit mad really actually because it's, once it gets going, it's very familiar and I'm sure you'll tell me in a second why that is. But I just think it's definitely a, another one that reminds me of Robbie Williams. Yeah, he likes you can a imagine, sample. And you can imagine Robbie having a track called Inflate My Ego as well. Yes. The ego has landed. The ego has landed. Etc. Et also, it's nice to go out. I suppose we are counting this as the last track proper on the album because the final track is an acoustic of a track we've already talked about. So for me, this is a great way for us to end the album proper. Mm. Dan, what, what, why is it a familiar sound? Uh, it's familiar because the sample in there is the Peter Gunn theme, the theme from the TV show of the same name, which was written by Henry Mancini, who also wrote the soundtrack for uh, The Pink Panther and performed by the Blues Brothers. Uh, of course, Blues Brothers. Yeah. I've never seen the Blues Brothers film, have you? No. It's my dad's favourite film ever and I've never seen it. Yeah, it's, all, it's never really appealed because it's always been one of those things that's very... Daddy. Daddy culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, that doesn't appeal. I just remembered. <laughs> On the producer of this one, you've got Al Stone once again. You've also got Martin Newman. Now, I looked up Martin Newman. And if you're ever looking to get more information on a producer, obviously Wikipedia is normally a good place to go. But even better than that, on Discogs, you can search by a producer and you normally get a huge list of all the songs they've worked on and all the remixes. But when you put Martin Newman into Discogs, you literally get this one song. Oh, wow. So apparently after that, he went on to help uh, develop raw talent. And he's now the CEO of the management company, Top Boy Music. So still in the industry, but management rather than production. Uh, I I love Discogs. It's like one of my go-to resources for music, whether it's professionally for for the podcast or personally for my own knowledge and collection. It's a great way to look up single releases, uh, particularly if you're looking to buy old singles on eBay or, or wherever. Also, they do have a marketplace on there as well. Mm. This has been a paid Paper promotion, promotion. <laughs> uh, but it's really good. And sometimes just really interesting to find like artists you love or loved and then look at their back catalogues and see some of the releases. Like, it's fascinating for Pet Shop Boys because of mm. all the, how much they have out there and what they've released in different countries. And if you're a completist, it's a great place to go to see if you have everything for a certain artist. I do like, but it's dangerous, isn't it? Because you can quickly add a few things to your basket and then mm. you're racking up the amounts. Just like Sainsbury's. Mm. So we're not going to talk about the last track, which is an acoustic version of Gotta Get Through This. Uh, why would you have an acoustic version of that song? It's fantastic. And also, Inflate My Ego is such a good closer mm. and we talked about how blown it again was such a good album opener as a non-single so i imagine it wasn't daniel's decision to have that there i imagine that was a record company thing to maybe get a few more people to to buy it somehow this album itself was uh, a huge hit it did really well got to number two in the uk album chart uh did really well across uh, a lot of europe as well uh, and it was very positively reviewed uh particularly the enemy loved it four out of five the guardian two Snobs. Yep. It's funny, isn't it? If we don't agree with the Guardian, they're snobs. If we do agree with them, it's like, oh, yeah, Kindred well, spirits. yeah. <laughs> also, well, I don't often do this, but because I saw that it peaked at number two, I thought, well, who the hell kept him off the top spot? Because this was a huge Oh, yeah, album. interesting. Go on. Uh, it was Beyonce with Dangerously in Love. But interestingly, this peaked at number two after it being in the charts for 41 weeks. And it remained in the top 100 for 76 weeks. Good Lord. That's a successful album for mm. you. Uh, and, and good, because I think on the whole, we really enjoyed it. 
uh, yeah. a, a few moments in there, wasn't it? But really good to go and kind of rediscover Dan DB's uh, starting blocks. Further listening. Further listening. And we're staying within Daniel Beddingfield. <laughs> be a bit weird if we didn't. Yeah. Uh, further listening, I thought we'd do Natasha Beddingfield. <laughs> Seems a bit rude, but okay, let's go with it. Uh, he'd hate that. He'd be livid. Yeah, we'd get a letter of complaint yeah. again, and we can't get any more no. because the uh, Podcasters Association have said we will get closed down after one more. Really? Yeah. Oh, blimey. They've really gotten to be right jobs worth. Since we joined the union, mm. I think. Okay, so Dan, what have you gone for? So I have gone for that aforementioned fifth single, This didn't appear on the original version of the album. It was a new track on the re-release. And this is Never Gonna Leave Your Side. Lean my head against your heart. So never going to leave your side there. I chose this one for a few reasons, because in all honesty, it's not one of my favorite tracks of his. There's probably remixes that I prefer more from this album and this campaign. But I find it really interesting that this was the new single on the re-release. We talked about how Daniel felt about If You're Not The One. And this is basically If You're Not The One again. Yeah, it's like the record company kind of went back to him and said, we want another one of those, please. Yeah. So he literally just did the same thing again. With the same producer, with yeah. Mark Taylor again. The other thing about it is, I remember when this came out, and I remember thinking the same thing. It's a nice enough song, but it's not groundbreaking. It's very similar to that one. And I was really surprised when this went in at number one. Yeah, and same when I looked it up and saw number one. I thought, the British public aren't that <laughs> simple. <laughs> aren't they? Well... Or basic. Uh, but it turns out, yeah, they just they wanted more of the same as well. But I don't think... I mean, I certainly didn't. And I don't think Daniel wanted to be doing more of the same. No. On the basis of everything we've just talked about today. So, yeah, it is. I think it's interesting to listen to in that context. Not necessarily because it's an amazing song to, to show. Yeah. And I did want to... Also, it felt nice to talk about all six singles from the album. So, this one... In July of 2003, entered at number one. Other new entries that week, number nine, Triple Eight with Give Me a Reason. Number seven. Oh, Deepest I love that one. It's a good one, wasn't yeah. it? I remember that one. Uh, seven was Deepest Blue by Deepest Blue. Another yeah. good one. I can't remember how it went, but I remember liking it. Yeah, same. Uh, three, Stereophonics, Maybe Tomorrow. One of their better ones. I enjoyed mm. that one. Uh, and you've also got in there Beyonce, Crazy in Love, Wayne Wonder, No Letting Go, Pink and Willie Morbett, Feel Good Time, and Benny Benassi, Satisfaction. So that's never going to leave your side. We've ticked all six singles off. You're a completist. I am a completist. Will, what have you gone for? So I have gone for the Metro mix of If You're Not The One. And I'll tell you for why afterwards. on the mix there of if you're not the one and i think it just brings a nice donk to this track and undoes a little bit of the over schmaltziness it was also obviously kiss were all over i uh, got to get through this but um obviously the how slow and sweet if you're not the one was this was the version that they were playing and they absolutely played this version to death ah on the radio I like it when there's a remix of a song and that gets either the same mm. play or even more sometimes. But it's almost as if they knew they needed another version of it that had a little bit more to it. Yeah. So, yeah, so this was the one that I w always used to hear. So this is always the one that I love. 
it's nice as well that Metro, who did the original production, did this version as well. Respectful. Respectful and gets cheap. the best out of the song. Oh, yeah. oh and cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Two for one, I think it was. Black Friday sale. They also did it with Never Gonna Leave Your Side. There was a Metro mix of that one. Oh, really? Mm. Further, further listening. I, homework. Homework, yeah. Mm. We're out, out of time. time. And that was Daniel Benningfield. Yeah. A lovely trip down memory lane 20 years ago since it was released. Do let us know if you were a Daniel Beddingfield fan, if you're still a Daniel Beddingfield fan, what you think to the album and the episode at Track by Track UK. And if you are a Daniel Beddingfield fan, it'd be great to get an update on what he's up to now. Yeah, because we're nosy. Mm. And not sorry about it either. Yeah, unfortunately, we can't be seen out of the window of Dan's flat with binoculars. <laughs> Again. Not me, Daniel. No, you actually can't be seen outside of my flat with binoculars, can you? Not, no, not again. Not again. So that's us for today and this time. Join us again for more podcasts here and also on Patreon, where we've got 30-plus exclusive album episodes just like this one. Well, not exactly just like this one. <laughs> different albums uh, that you can enjoy only over there. Plus, we've got our further listening series, deep diving into our, your and our favourite artists. And we've got our new mini-series on Petra Boy's Disco Collection. Whew. Take a breath. And all that for just £4 a month. Yes. You can't from, even... from £4 a month. From £4 a month. <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah, some of the other stuff is. Anyway. So, until next time, I've been the right girl. And I got through this. Oh, well done. Goodbye. Goodbye.